of the greatest companies in the world um, have one thing in common. They're all different with regard to their unique stories and their backgrounds, but every single successful company in the world has one thing in common, and that is the human element that's interwoven throughout their brand story, and that's the connecting factors. You are listening to Olivia M. Gonzalez. Olivia is a communications consultant and copywriting expert with over 10 years of experience in branding. She basically helps companies increase engagement through storytelling and branding, which of course helps to increase profits. She worked with some big names such as Toyota and TGI Fridays. I got to know Olivia when I was looking for help in my business and she was great. It is not easy to think of a brand that would communicate the right message to your clients. I invited Olivia because we protect brands, as you know. We file trademarks to protect the product name or logo. And I always wonder how branding happens. Because brands are supposed to tell a story. So I thought that it would be great if you could hear from Olivia how she works with her clients. Listen to what Olivia says about the human element that should go into the branding of every product. There is definitely some gold for anyone looking to brand a technology product or service. So here we go, another episode of Protecting Your Value. Welcome to Protecting Your Value, where it's all about protecting your technology, your inventions, and your brands. If there's anyone who knows anything about the need to protect your creative assets, it is your host, Ilanit Appelfeld. Olivia Gonzalez. Hi, how are you? I'm doing wonderfully well. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. We are here in Shenkar Center of Innovation today, which is a part of Shenkar College, which is a well-known for its design, art, and fashion department. So we're excited to be here. No better location to talk about branding and messaging. So um, we're going to hear about uh, brand story and messaging and story development. So I'm really glad that you're here. I'm happy to be here. You help organizations shape their brand stories to engage with their audiences. Um, you have previously worked with TGI Fridays, which is great because I love that restaurant. It's a great place. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I remember waiting for Fridays so we could go out in London to TGI Fridays. They're the best. They really are. <laughs> And we actually waited for Friday to go there, which is a little strange because... I'm sure the message is, you know, come every day. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Friday. It's always Friday there at Fridays. Oh, right. <laughs> so I kind of missed that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's dive into our questions. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, Olivia. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, our clients usually come in to protect their brands. And we always feel... that we don't want to be disconnected from the process itself because when the protection resonates with the underlying story, it's always much better. So people like you fascinate me because, <laughs> you know, they know what to do, what, what I don't know how to do. I only get the feeling when, when branding happens that it needs some more work bef- before it's protected. So I think that's the space I would like to talk to you today about. Okay. Great. So I, I guess 
it'll be good to hear a bit about your experience with how how do you work how does the process start how how what do you do absolutely well my my first order of business is always to take a deep dive into the business of my clients through their story so when a client books a strategy session with me what they'll do is they'll fill out an intake form and that intake form really walks them through every single aspect of their brand story from the The creative inception of their brand all the way to where they are now the idea is and the reason why I want to do this is because I'm looking for a few specific things I'm looking for the for the why behind their business why did they start their company to begin with and who exactly is their target audience who are they trying to reach um, and on top of that what problem are they trying to solve for their target audience that's really really important um, and next thing is especially when if I'm working with a technology company or a food industry or an innovation company um, I want to know where is that human connection because uh, that's critical when we're talking about developing a brand story and then the final thing as I do an analysis of, of everything that they've kind of uploaded or during our discussion is how can I build that bridge um, between their unique aspects or the elements of their particular brand story with that human element in order to create a reason for your audience to engage with you because that's really what we're looking for so no matter where you are on the spectrum of industry or business those elements will always come into play why you built your brand who you're building it for what problem are you trying to solve where's that human connection and how can I make that bridge so that we create that you automatic connection between your audience and your business so that's really kind of a, a high-level overview of what you can expect if you book a strategy session with me or um, if I'm working with you one-on-one -on -one as a, a client with a corporate organization as well let's suppose I am a client I have my technology I'm thinking of a name okay that's our world is is the brand or the name or the trademark the the end of the process or is it the beginning is it the starting point or would you just say keep an open mind and let's brainstorm on that I think you have to keep an open mind and the reason is is that you know we talk about what what is a great way right what's the direction that you need to go through in order to be, select something to move forward first of all you need to know who you are that's first and foremost you need to know who you serve again it goes back to those original questions um, that I kind of look when I take the deep dive but um, when you talk about what problem you're trying to solve all of those things play into a brand name they play into um, what you want to communicate to your audience what's critically important is as you are thinking about your brand name you're thinking about your brand you have to understand that there's a lot of um, psychology behind the building of brands um, there's psychology behind the colors there's psychology behind the naming um, your brand position um, there are a lot of archetypes um, when you build your your brand and I know it can sound overwhelming uh, to kind of put it that way but just break it down a little bit and have a better understanding um, going into the process as to what you're looking for and again know who you are you have to understand and identify that you do solve a specific problem and sometimes we have a lot of multi-passionate you know areas especially like technology can solve so many issues so many problems across the board but what are you good at what problem can you solve first and foremost what can you hone in on and then identify that and then understand that Your audience this problem that you're solving you have to learn to speak their language a little bit you have to understand what are they searching for when they go to Google when they go to look in their social media and they're trying to find an answer what questions are they asking 
You know, just like um, Google prompts, right? Whenever you type in the question that you're about to ask, that's how you have to be thinking. What are the questions that people are prompting in order for you to develop uh, a brand name? If, especially if you think like, like about SEO and you think about how your brand name is going to come up based on what people are searching for. So you really have, while it's fun, the colors and the names and everything is a very creative part of the process and very enjoyable. Um, there's a method to the madness. In psychology, when you think about the brand colors, um, for instance, navy, you will find very frequently in technology or even in banking um, institutions because that is representative of trust. That's representative of someone who you can trust, honesty. Um, red is very bold. You think of big um, international brands like Coca-Cola, who's really out there and bold and, you know, and big. When you think about yellow, you think about positivity, happy, fun energy. So if you have a splash of yellow in your branding colors, that may mean that you're taking a positive spin on, on something, or perhaps um, you don't take everything so quite so seriously, um, but there's something a little more positive. But you, you see all the different colors and there's, you know, endless, right, um, information that you can find on the internet about um, that type of branding. Just map out those keywords that you hear your audience speaking, that you would identify when you're looking to problem solve, and then do a little research with regard to the psychology of the colors that you're using, as well as, um, don't get so creative that in your name or in your branding that your audience can't tell who you are or what you do. And if you want to have something unique, you know, if you want to have something unique that pulls together, have a subheader. If you have something for me, mine is pretty direct. OMG brand story. So OMG are my initials. I'm very, very fortunate in that. <laughs> we can thank my husband for the, the, the G at the end of my name for OMG. He completed it. Uh, and brand story is what I do. Under the umbrella of brand story, I have a lot of strategic ways that I work with organizations on building their culture and engagement messaging, their internal messaging and communications, um, strategic, you know, communications with regard to leadership and brand positioning, but they all fall under that umbrella. So think of it that way. What's your biggest um, promise? What is the thing that you are really, really an expert at when you lock, lock in there? identify what those things are, and then work your way there. Um, people, once they get to know your brand and get to identify with your brand, then they'll ask questions. And then you'll be able to kind of lead them into the other section of your business. But um, first and foremost, when you're thinking about choosing that brand name, um, that definitely is kind of, you want to make sure and develop your business, of course, that's the focus. You don't want to necessarily focus the whole thing on the, on the, on the brand name, but you want to be purposeful and intentional in the names that you choose. Okay. So do I need to have my avatar in place? I mean, I know who my avatar is in my branding. I mean, do you have, because I, I sense a catch 2022 situation. If, if I'm just starting out, there's questions that I don't know how to answer. I don't necessarily know who I am to begin with, because it'll take some trials, you know, trial yeah. and error. So when is the ideal time to, you know, to consult with a specialist to start filing for trademarks? Because at the end of the day, you need to test your market. You need to see what you're good at. You need to see what your focus are. So what from your experience is the best time? That's a great, great observation. You have to have an audience first before you can trademark a brand name. 
People get caught up. I need a business card. I need a website. I need a this and a that. You know what? My name's Olivia M. Gonzalez. This is how I can help you. These are the problems I can solve for you. Let's work together. I'm going to build my strategy based on how I'm helping you as an independent individual. I can set up a business bank account um, be- way before I do anything else and get all of those things in order on the business financial aspect so that I'm, you know, set up uh, financially and legally without doing the huge trademark things and the, and the branding and, and things of, of that nature until, to your point, I know my market. I understand what they need from me. And at that point, I can then build, you, you are intentionally building solid stepping stones toward a successful business. Because without a solid foundation, I can send, I can hand out business cards all day long. But if I cannot deliver on my promise, I have nothing. I have nothing and it doesn't matter, you know? So what would you say is the most common mistake that you see companies do in branding? I mean, is it usually around timing or is it just going all over the place with a message? Sometimes, sometimes it is around timing because they'll do things like promote, 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 and then launch something that collapses because they didn't spend enough time on the back end of their technology, on the user-facing uh, testing, on the focus groups um, in that particular area. And they do a lot of marketing is just, you know, they can explode on the marketing scene. And then once they're there, the question is, can they perform? Can they deliver? Oh, okay. And so um, a great mentor of mine uh, who I love and adore, Nicole Walters, always says, functional, not fancy. Because ultimately, you can build the fancy around the functional. If your product works, if you have um, worked out all of the um, backend issues that you need to tweak or make adjustments with, whether it's in programming, whether it's in, um, user facing so that it's user friendly where there's, you know, three clicks or less, things of that nature. Iron those things out first and then you can promote and get into that space because think about all of the individuals who maybe were rushed into or launched into the stratosphere and did not have structural, they were not uh, structurally sound. In they collapse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So building that map, identifying, you know, um, and knowing exactly what it is that you need to include in your in, in the elements of your brand story. So when you talk about those common mistakes, um, lots of times um, companies will focus on the bells and whistles. Again, the marketing piece of it all, the bells and whistles of it all. And um, disregard the human element, the human connection. Um, they'll disregard the fact that they have to actually work when somebody um, goes to your program or uploads your app or you know whatever the case may be it has to work those things have to work and so the common mistakes are a um, they move too fast into the marketing arena before they actually have established a strong foundation and b they forget about the human element because ultimately that's what it's all about um, I talk really in, in a lot of detail um, my online course is the Brand Magic Map online course, um, where I go through all of the different elements that need to be built within a brand story. And what's funny is a lot of the stuff that you're going that when you go into, you're thinking, oh, I need to talk about, you know, um, who we are and, and, you know, how many, you know, shades of color we have and how many buttons we can push and how many, whatever, when is, when really and truly, um, all of the greatest companies in the world, um, have one thing in common. 
They're all different with regard to their unique stories and their backgrounds, but every single successful company in the world has one thing in common, and that is the human element that's interwoven throughout their brand story, and that's the connecting factor. So as much as we are into um, whether it's technology or food tech, or maybe it's um, app building, or maybe it's, you know, financial, you know, security, or maybe, you know, any sort of those things, those are amazing elements that solve problems for human beings. So tell me why it's going to make me feel safe. Tell me why it's going to make me feel better about trusting you with my information, about trusting you with my restaurant business without trusting you with my app. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about my clients. Most of them are startup companies. And let's talk about technology because I see what you're saying about the human connection. But when you sell, when you have a SaaS product, when, you ha- when you're selling technology, when you're a startup, you want to get to investors, right? You need to, you, you need to get over your survival mode. You're not in the market. I understand what you're saying completely, but I'm asking, you know, what if we take the Israeli, US, uh, British startup, it has a great technology, it's looking for investors, it has a business plan, It has development plans. We don't know what the end product is going to be like. And we need a good brand because without a good brand, I mean, of course, we're not going to spend any money on, on, on branding, on trademarks. But a lot of the companies have their branding in place very early on. You said something that resonates with me. You said you can't have the name be totally unconnected from what you're doing because it can be very fanciful. You can invest a lot of money. money in, on, on marketing but people are just go, not going to yeah and I always yeah. I always tell you tell my clients you know think of suggestive names okay yeah you want that play with words absolutely play with words and th- that's another thing too you know when we're talking about those list of keywords those things that suggest what you do and connects to what you list you listed a lot of wonderful things when you're talking about the startups and what they have and they've got their business plan and they have their You know their brand set up and, and all of those things my question is it does not matter what what is you asked me earlier about the common mistake and what you're mapping right. out right now is a perfect example of the one thing that is left out of all of those things is what problem are you solving for me what problem are you solving for me and why aren't we focused on that because that's actually where the attraction is that's where the engagement is going to be people don't people want to know the have you ever heard of uh, it's called wifm uh it's w-i-i-f-m what's in it for me all right what's yes. what's in it for me okay and they call it's a very common kind of business strategy kind of term with the you get all of this stuff exactly what you just said you've mapped it out you have the brand strategy you've got a brand name you're talking about your avatar and I guarantee and I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a corporate conference boardroom and they go through the whole presentation and someone will say with them what's in it for me <laughs> right Because that's what we want to know. That is the, that's why I talk about the human element so much. You're absolutely right. They need investors. Sure they do. Guess what? Investors are human beings. They need right. to know the bottom line. They also have needs. And yes, they need to have products that are going to um, have ROI, have that return on investment for them. Absolutely. That is no doubt at all whatsoever. The business plan, 
You need to be structurally sound. Absolutely. The brand name, when you're starting to do brand messaging and, and branding, um, you need to have something that's relatable, that's identifiable, that is uh, unique and outside of the sea of sameness, because a lot of people um, you'll see, you know, you, you have to do your research, have some alignment with the psychology of your colors, the psychology of your fonts, for Pete's sake. There's all sorts of things that happen there as well um, the, uh, with regard to like why you use the fonts that you use. Some of them are more formal. Some of them are more casual. Some of them are more technology driven. You have to be able to identify those things, but you also have to be accessible to your avatar accessible to the individuals who need to use your product. So you're correct. All these brand startups, your clients specifically, um, they may have those things. Um, and I will say this, brands change, right? With the times, we have to understand that you're going to have to be flexible as well. That's very Absolutely. important to communicate with your branding and your brand name. And I'll give you a perfect example. When I first um, started out individually, I started out as an independent contractor under my own name, you know, just Olivia M. Gonzalez, because that, A, that's the easiest thing to do. That's how you get into networking. That's how you get into the space and get people to know who you are and associate your name. And then I developed OMG Brand Story because that was the focus. After I had done my work with my focus groups, my marketing groups, I did analysis with the direction of what exactly do I want to offer as the umbrella product and then work up everything else underneath that. And OMG Brand Story fit the bill. It fit, it fit who I am, what I do and what my expertise is. And so after I did that, you know, then we start building at, at that point. But every single part of the process was, how am I helping you? How am I helping you? What is the problem that I'm solving for you? I'm helping you identify the unique qualities in your brand stories in order to drive connection, in order to reinforce your company culture, and in order to have um, profitability increased because of the connection between you and your audience. So That's excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. That's truly excellent. It all comes back to the human factor then. Yes. Yes. Without okay. a doubt. And that's so difficult, especially in the technology arena, in the technology space. It's very, very difficult, I think, because we're so excited about the technology and about the the wonderful things and the aspects in all areas um, that we soon we we get really really captivated with you know i'm going to go back to the bells and whistles right piece piece of things um but ultimately i want to know what do i get out of this what's in it for me we forget about that so um when you go back to that human element you know while every brand story you know is really unique we talked about a little bit earlier that one human element i i want to make an example i want to give you a give you an example even the brand stories of global icons. If you think about Toyota, um, they all have human elements. You know, Toyota was created basically by a son who wanted to make looming easier for his mom. That's how Toyota started. So okay. the, the focus is not the sleek car that's going to be autopilot in the future and have these new sleek. You've seen them in Japan where it's like a, a single seater that kind of autopilots and you can, can drive and navigate through the you know, all of these new things that are coming out, that's not where their story started. It's built on a very solid foundation of a story about a son who just wanted to make work easier for his mom. And it, and years, you know, 100 plus years or 60 plus, well, in USA, 60 plus, but 100 plus in, J in Japan, those things um, matter. 
those things matter. If you think about Coca-Cola and the huge global international icon that it is, you know how it started? A pharmacist was curious about creating a differently flavored soda for the soda fountains where he was, right. where he was working. So that's what you have to remember. I love that we are so far advanced, um, but I want to also say another huge person that I would um, actually uh, share with your audience. Her name is Jen Kem, who is also a brand strategist um, as well. She's talking a lot recently about this um, analog revolution is kind of what she she calls it. And it's true. Um, this is something that um, and I've, I've said this in a couple of other um, interviews that I've had as well is that I've always, she's, she's on point when she calls it the analog revolution. And I think that's something that's relatable to your technology um, clients and something that they could, you know, focus on is that. Be more basic with your message. You be mean? more basic with message and go. And basically um, storytelling is having a, 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 um, like a Renaissance oh, period. It's right. coming back. Be, it's, all right. You know, storytelling was, you know, uh, forgotten about for a really long time. And businesses are realizing now Oh, we went so far away. We we use marketing and went so, so far away from the human element and that human connection that we are now no longer storytelling. We're just pitching and pitching. Right. Let's take you a know, step pitching back. Doesn't do, yeah. So it's a matter of going back a little bit and understanding that we've got to talk about those stories. We've got to talk about those human elements and the basics of your stories, how you crafted your story. Again, why behind your business? Why did you start? Why did you, something happened, something happened. You have a personal story too, Eleni. Yeah, I know you do. And I have one too. Why did we start our businesses? What was the behind the scenes something that catapulted us into the areas that we are experts in now? People want to know. People so you're basically saying connect your why to the story, connect your why to the message. Yes. Connect your why to the brand, but you're saying... Look at the level of awareness of, of your customer or client. Their language. Because their language, they're in a different place. And if you don't get to that place, you're never going to be able to communicate with them. I go back to the whole idea about think about your person and what are they looking for on the Internet? What are they typing in? Think about that. What are they typing in on that Google bar that they're looking for? They need to find you. And if you think about it that way, they are certainly not typing in X10, L5, fastest, you know, whatever. They're looking for problem solving for my business. I need my computer to move at a rapid pace for the intake of orders that it's receiving at this time. And I don't know how to anticipate, you know, or I need to anticipate, you know, my marketplace. How do I do that? I need to protect my um, trademark that my ideation, uh, my trademark. How do I do that? I need things like that where you have to think about your audience and what are they typing into that search bar? That's how you're going to get to the space of the mess, the type of messaging that's going to resonate with your audience. Okay, excellent. So I'm wrapping it up. I think that um, for me and what I'm taking from this interview, which is an eye opener, is that it all comes down to seeing who your, who your market is understanding what their level of awareness is, connecting it to your story, being authentic about your why, packing it up and protecting it when you're ready. That's right. Because that's, that's huge as well. Protecting who you are. You know, we talk about protect the asset, 
protecting your value. It's who your ideas, it's who you are. Once you have that aligned and in place and you know that you're about to launch into the new level of your business, you have to protect yourself. Those are things that are absolutely necessary because you have absolutely. to understand. Absolutely, it's a huge asset. You know, I mean, yeah, and you know, for, for, for trademark attorneys, we know that, you know, a trademark, as opposed to a patent, it lasts forever. Yes. As long as you renew it, it's, you know, that's why Apple gets everything, you know, she, she dri it's, it drives everything to, to, to the trademark world. It even filed a trademark on their, on their store on the design of their store yes because we all want to get into the trademark protection and it is it is such a beautiful protection for technology and you know one of my missions is to get my clients thinking from you know take the technology and take it left to to the trademark side because the trademark is going to last forever it's that's exactly right and i, I want to say you said they trademarked the apple store you, they trademark the, the Apple store in the way that it's laid out because of the why they do it because they're, you know, that the value, their value, their worth is in how they feed people to the front, how it's set up visually, the experience, you're protecting the experience of your audience absolutely. as well Absol once you have absolutely. those things mapped out. So do your research exactly like you said with the human element, understand exactly what it is that you have to offer and then protect it. Uh, that's really right. important. Uh, by the way, what Apple said in that uh, judgment in Germany was that they see their store as part of their packaging. Yes. Which yeah. was, I, I think was very smart. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's something to think about. And I cannot tell you, take deep dives into these huge global icons and get a better understanding of why they do what they do because um, they're geniuses, you know? They didn't forget about the human element. They tell their story very well. They grow, they're very innovative. You have to grow with your, you know, your clients. Um, there's a huge, there's a lot of, you know, brand takeaways um, that you can, you can grab from doing a little research from them. And I do talk about that, by the way, a little bit on my uh, online courses as well about those brand takeaways. Thanks, Olivia, for coming to Protecting Your Value. It's been great having you. I loved this has been a wonderful conversation with you. I've enjoyed it very, very much. full transcript of the episode is available on our website, www.ipfeld.com. Thank you for listening. I also want to thank our producer, Yossi Matz. If there are any topics that you want us to cover in one of our next episodes, please go to our website and write to us. Tell us what you have in mind and see you in the next episode.